Hello and welcome to the Clark's Legal Podcast. This is a podcast series for businesses and individuals which highlights recent case law updates and insightful discussions on the latest legal developments across employment, immigration, corporate, construction, real estate, litigation and more. Presented by our expert Clark's Legal lawyers and occasional guest speakers. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Good morning. My name is Melanie Pimenta and I am a Senior Employment Solicitor at Clark's Legal. Today I want to talk to you about the recent lifting of COVID-19 restrictions on England and the implications for employers. Some people may have been concerned about the lifting of COVID-19 restrictions, where the government has promoted this as a positive step to normality and to encourage workers to return to their workplaces. However, this now shifts the burden to employers to decide what action to take to safeguard their staff. This podcast will consider what the changes are, what guidance will be released and what the changes mean for employers. In addition, we'll be exploring what employers can do now to manage and support their workforce and remain compliant with health and safety legislation. On Monday the 21st of February 2022, Prime Minister made an announcement to the public confirming that the majority of the COVID-19 restrictions would end on Thursday the 24th of February. He outlined his plan for living with COVID-19. The announcement to end all legal restrictions applies to England only and it should be noted that currently restrictions remain in place in other parts of the UK. So, what are the changes? With effect from the 24th of February, People who test positive for COVID-19 are no longer legally required to self-isolate. However, advice to stay at home and avoid contact with others for at least five full days will remain. Secondly, routine contact tracing has ended. So fully vaccinated close contacts and those under 18 who are no longer legally required to test daily for seven days. There is no longer a requirement for close contacts who are not fully vaccinated to self-isolate. The guidance recommending regular asymptomatic testing with lateral flow tests has now been removed. There is no longer an obligation on workers to tell their employers when they are required to self-isolate. Finally, the £500 self-isolation support payment for people on low incomes who test positive for COVID-19 is no longer available. The following changes are due to be implemented later this month and next month. And with effect from the 24th of March, the provisions which allow payment of statutory sick pay from day one of absence for those who have COVID will be removed. With effect from the 1st of April, free lateral flow tests for symptomatic and asymptomatic people will no longer be issued, though the government mentioned that limited free lateral flow tests for the most vulnerable groups would still be provided, but this category has not yet been defined. There will be no free PCR testing for all apart from vulnerable people and those in hospitals and high-risk settings. People with COVID symptoms will be asked to exercise personal responsibility when deciding whether to stay at home until they are still advised to do so. There will no longer be a health and safety requirement for every employer to explicitly consider COVID-19 in their risk assessments, 
though employers are likely to continue considering the risks of COVID-19, particularly for vulnerable members of staff, and we would recommend doing this as good practice. Current government guidance on COVID passports will end and it will no longer recommend venues using NHS COVID pass. So what guidance will be released on the changes? We are currently awaiting further government guidance in relation to how COVID-19 will be dealt with in the workplace, but have been told that the guidance will include the following. Specific guidance for staff working in provision of services to the vulnerable. Updated guidance setting out ongoing steps that people with COVID-19 should take to minimise contact with other people. And next, new public health guidance to replace the working safely guidance. The government had released a living with COVID-19 document which states that after five days, individuals who have tested positive may choose to take a lateral flow test, followed by another the next day. And if both are negative and they do not have a temperature, they can return to their normal routine. It also states that those who test positive should avoid contact with anyone in an at-risk group. So what are the implications for employers? This recent announcement raises various questions and impacts on the workplace. In particular, where workers test positive for COVID-19 or have symptoms, they will no longer be legally required to self-isolate. Ultimately, this shifts the burden to employers to consider what approach they will take and any associated policies and rules they wish to implement. We believe that employers will need to take into account the following considerations. Firstly, employers still have a duty to protect health and safety of their workplace, which is of great importance. Whilst the government has lifted the legal duty of self-isolation, employers will need to consider what their policy will be. For example, will those who test positive for COVID-19 be required to remain out of the office or the workplace to avoid infecting others? And if so, what will be their pay entitlement? Similarly, if a worker experiences mild symptoms, how safe is it to go into an office or other workplace? This will largely be determined by the company's risk assessments and policies, as well as the nature of the work. Next, do you have a testing policy in place and will you still require employees to test regularly or not at all? Employees will need to ensure that communications are issued to employees to set out its position and procedures. Once free lateral flow tests are no longer issued, considerations will need to be made as to who will bear the costs of the tests. It currently remains unclear as to how the vulnerable employees will be supported and we are awaiting guidance on this. For now, you will need to consider how you will treat clinically vulnerable employees who, in light of lifting of self-isolation requirements, may feel uncomfortable to return to the workplace or refuse to do so. In addition, how will you treat employees who live or care with for others who are clinically vulnerable and who do not want to attend to the workplace? You will need to be mindful of the risk of discrimination by association. What health or vaccination information will you need or want and can it be processed lawfully under data protection laws? The collection of data must be necessary and relevant for a specific purpose. 
Employers will need to consider the staff divisions or conflicts that may arise where there are differing views about attending the workplace, if positive, and the risk of infecting others. Will your grievance policy need to be reviewed and have you thought about ways to deal with such conflict? It may be that managers need to undergo refresher training on such processes and managing such issues. Are your working from home, flexible working and hybrid policies fit for purpose? Employers may see more employees wanting to work from home on a regular basis, given the perceived increased risk of being infected once the isolation rules end. How will you minimise the risk to employees in customer-facing roles? Working from home may not be possible for many organisations and the temptation to work and be paid will be high. Will you update and conduct new risk assessments in light of the end of isolation or will you keep the status quo for a further period? It may be that risk assessments will need to be updated in particular for vulnerable groups, if they have been working from home for a long period, to ensure that they are able to work safely in the workplace. Have you considered issuing or updating your policies or communicating to your workforce, for example through FAQs, to communicate these points? How will you communicate to your employees the approach the company is adopting? In the meantime, we would strongly recommend that employers take the following actions. Firstly, continue to follow the government's working safely guidance to ensure that you remain compliant with health and safety legislation. Secondly, continue to encourage your workforce to test themselves if they have symptoms of COVID-19 and to notify their manager if they test positive for COVID-19 whilst lateral flow tests are still available. Post-April, you will have to consider the costs of such tests. Next, review and update your policies and procedures in respect of testing and self-isolation and communicate any changes to your workforce. Consider processes for dealing with potential staff divisions or conflict relating to attending the workplace and if managers will require refresher training to deal with such issues. Consider if any risk assessments need to be updated in light of the changes. If your organisation needs support with anything I have mentioned here today, please contact our employment team via email at contact at clarkslegal.com or on our website, clarkslegal.com. I look forward to speaking to you soon. Thank you for listening to this podcast.